0: My trick didn't start out as trick. It started when I was like four. And it started off as, like, me just playing with my hair. I would twist it and, like, you know, kind of tie it into little knots. And usually the knots came untied, but sometimes they wouldn't. And so when I was younger, I would, like, rip apart the knot and then finally have to pull the knot out. And so for me, like, for a while, that's just how it, like kind of manifested itself and then over the years i noticed that if i kept it in a knot for a while and i like twisted my fingers together a little bit more it would fray the hair and that like provided a lot of comfort to me so for a while i hid it and i kept doing it over and over and all the time it like started off in my hair in the front And nobody ever really, like, told me anything about it or anything, and I was just like, this is just a fun little thing to do. But that's how it started off for me. It never really started off as pulling. It was more of the twisting. Was there a certain spot that you would twist from the most? So, when I was younger, whenever it first started, I used to suck my thumb as, like, a real little kid so it was like right in this front of my hair. And that's where I pulled for like the longest time I would twist and pull right where my fingers could reach. And like years go on, I still pull from the front. I pull from the back. I pull from all over. So it it's not limited anymore, but it definitely
1: started from the front of my hair. How long did it take you from making the knots and pulling those out to actually pulling from the root? Or do you not pull from the root at all?
0: I don't pull from the root at all. It's more of a, um, I would say, like, sensory thing where, like, my my brain gets the um, relaxation and, you know, the calming effect from the twisting. And then from the twisting, like, I'll pull out, like, globs of hair <laughs> sometimes. So um, I've never pulled from the root. It's mostly, like, the ends of my hair. But I've made knots that were the size of my palm before and have pulled that much out before. So there's no saying like how big they'll get. The other thing is, is that like I wouldn't pull right away. I would make the knots and then throughout the day go back to the knot and fray it some more, make it bigger. And then at some point where I was really stressed or, you know, just mindlessly playing with it, I would yank
1: it out. When did you find out? there was a name for this behavior that you're doing so probably in middle school
0: I noticed that I was doing it a lot more people were pointing out to me that like I had little knots in my hair and you know in middle school you have so much anxiety already and you're like oh people are gonna think I'm weird you know so in middle school, that's when I started to, like, figure out, like, okay, this isn't something that everybody does. This this is starting to become noticeable because before, I just mindlessly pulled the knots out thinking, oh, like, it's not going to make an in- impact. It's not going to show up in my hair. So when middle school came around and people started noticing it, I started to look into it more. I still kind of ignored it until I got to high school. And then around high school, I brought it up to my mom and she was like, okay, you know, because she never really like noticed. I come from a family of seven kids. So, you know, like everybody's going their different ways. So I brought it up to her and she was like, okay, I've never noticed you doing that. But that's when I started looking into what it was called. Now, I found that it was called Trick, Tricketelmania online. And... I remember like looking it up and being like, okay, like this is where I could sign up for something and they'll help me like through it. Um, But the more I looked into it, the more I was like, well, maybe this isn't for me since I didn't pull from the root. Um, And it seemed like all of those were only pertaining to people that pulled from the root. So I was a little bit confused. I was like, well, maybe trick is not what I have. Maybe it's something different. You know, but still like it comes in like fixations where now I can't stop it. It's more of a comfort soothing mechanism that like it just happens now at this point. And my little brother used to make fun of me for it all the time. Cause he's like, Brie, you are keep doing that thing with your hair. And like my friends think it's so weird that you keep pulling it or that you'll like make knots and pull it in front of your face and like rub it on your lip. And I was always like, well, I don't care. I mean, like it bothered me, but to him, I was like, whatever. But yeah, when I brought it up to my mom and after looking into it, I was like, maybe it's time I go and see somebody for it. So in 10th grade, I started therapy for it. I got the diagnosis of trichotelomania along with another anxiety disorder. And we worked through it. And I was in therapy for about four years I'm still currently in therapy, but not to the point where I'm going regularly anymore. It's more
1: of I go when I feel like I really need it or if I feel like I'm pulling a lot. When you were in therapy, did they try any cognitive behavioral therapy? So when I first started, I was put with this one therapist, which she,
0: in her own way, she was, you know, a good therapist. I'm not going to say she wasn't. But for me, it wasn't really working out. You know, because I was young, I was put with like a pediatric and she wanted me to focus more on my confidence because she kind of saw it more of a, you know, a confidence thing. And I was like, no, I don't think that's it. You know, and we were just butting heads a lot. She would give me like confidence booster work to do when I went home. It didn't really work out. But around COVID, she happened to step away from the profession to um, stay at home with her child. So I moved to another person, another therapist, and we worked on a lot of coping mechanisms for my anxiety, like grounding strategies. And then for my hair, since the fixation was more on the twisting rather than the pulling, like the pulling was definitely one of the fixations, but the main start of it was the twisting. We tried to find replacements So I would go out, I would buy yarn, I would buy fake hair, I even bought like one of those like troll headband things that had the troll hair on it and try to fixate on that and see if I could replace it. But it was really hard because it wasn't the same feeling, it wasn't the same, and it wasn't my own hair. So it didn't feel natural to me. We even tried different different textures, like um, different textured fabric, different like velvet and stuff like that to see if maybe like my brain would fixate on something else but it didn't really seem to stick
1: (laughs) yeah i can definitely relate to that of trying all these things and it's like but the sensation is on my scalp even if it's not pulling even if it's touching i'm you know touching a baby doll's hair that doesn't make me feel anything you know i don't even it's not the same
0: yeah right it's not it's not the same feeling and it's not it doesn't feel like personal enough like for me for pulling and twisting it wasn't it was more of my brain like soothing itself um in a way that like I had to touch my body in a way to to soothe myself so if I was reaching outside of like my own hair, it wasn't getting that same soothing thing. And I actually found that it kind of made me a little bit more anxious. You know, it, it built up that pit in my stomach, like, oh, I really have to touch it right now. Like this isn't working out for me because it was never really the same feeling per se. To this day, um, I still pull obviously, and <laughs> that's why I'm here, but I, um, I don't pull as often But it definitely is still there and it's definitely a struggle and it's definitely frustrating because I'll look in the mirror and I'll see all the damage of the frayed hair and the breakage. And it's, you know, since it's like in the front for me, it's like really noticeable to me. I know it's not noticeable to like others because we're our own biggest critics, but it's definitely something that is very frustrating. (laughs) Oh, and also I've gotten a lot um, where I would reach out to people and tell them about it. You know, not reach out, but, you know, talk to people about it, of how I, I pull my hair and how it's frustrating me. Or like, oh, my hair just looks horrible now because I damaged it so much. And I would always get the, well, just sit on your hands don't pull your hair out. Just stop doing it. You know, like, it's not that hard. Or like if my sisters had seen me like playing with my hair, they do this all the time. Where if they see me playing with it, they're like, put your hands down, they'll touch your hair. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I'm just going to stop for now, but my hands will migrate back
1: to it <laughs> soon. I know that a lot of people mean well, you know, trying to be accountability partners, but a lot of the time, That's just making me frustrated, doesn't feel good.
0: Right, I had a um, college roommate last last year when I was a freshman and I let her know about it just because like, you know, walking around the room and maybe seeing little clips of hair, you might be a little bit like, what is going on? So I let her know what was going on and like, there was no judgment there at all. Like she understood, she really like, you know, talks to me about it and everything. And it was like, it was fine. But she started to do what my sisters did where she would, um, when she saw me doing it, she would tell me not to touch my hair or don't pull your hair out. Hey, put your hands down. Hey, do you want to like go do something because you're touching your hair a lot today? And I know that she meant well, but it got to the point where it was like micromanaging. And I was like, it's a disorder. It's not something that I particularly can control because
1: if I could, I would have already Done what I could do for it. <laughs> you started when you would suck your thumb. When did you transition out of sucking your thumb? Um,
0: embarrassingly, um, sucked my thumb for a really long time. I sucked my thumb until middle school, actually, um, all the way through grade school, all the way into like sixth grade. So it was like a really hard thing for me to stop, and I it, it kind of combined itself with my trick. So it was like double, you know, I was pulling and I couldn't like stop with the oral fixation. They even tried like, I had braces at one point, they put like thumb guards in my mouth to try to stop it. And like, even after that, it didn't work. But the way that I stopped is that like, I I got to a point where I'm like, you're in middle school, (laughs) got to cut it out. (laughs) And so I did. And I moved to my hair. And my, my hair is just seeing the the, the punishment of it all, I guess you could say. My sister also, she sucked her thumb for a while too. Not as long as I did, but for like half of that. So there was probably like three more years that I did it longer than her. But it was, yeah, it was a soothing mechanism. I didn't I didn't do it in school though because I kept it as a big secret. I didn't want anybody to know. But when when my trick kind of like fully like, develops into what it is now. I found that I never really cared about, like, I never really, I wouldn't say cared, but in a way, like, I I wasn't trying to hide it as much. I kind of just did it in school, out of school, around anybody, because I never saw it as weird. Not until, like, people would point it out to me, you know? But if I was in my own little bubble... I didn't really care. But, you know, if the people around me were like, oh my gosh, look at your hair, it's got this little knot in it, like that looks funny. Or like, oh my gosh, did did you just rip your hair out? Like, I just heard that noise. Oh my gosh, that must hurt. And I'm like, yep, you know, like I don't know what to say to you right now. So I would just
1: ignore it and change the subject. Did you ever feel that you had to get a haircut to even things out or did you ever feel like you wanted to hide maybe the strands that were a little bit shorter?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. I'm still like that now. My hairdresser, she gets so frustrated with me because she's just like, oh, your hair is just, there's so much damage and I have to remind her, yeah, I'm still pulling it out, you know? Because I think that she forgets that it's not like a stress thing, you know, because I'm sure there's people that, like, pull at their hair when they're stressed out, but this is deeper than that, as you know. But, yeah, like, I would have I would have hair where it was up to my shoulder on one side, and at the other side, it went down, like, further below my shoulder. So, it was, like, a good, like, two and a half inches of a difference. And I would wear my hair up. I would um, get my hair cut. And even now, like... In the front of my hair, um, I get comments all the time that that people like my hair, you know. But it looks to everyone else that I have curtain bangs that were intentionally put there. But those were not intentional. (laughs) After I pulled, I got them kind of cut so that they would not have like the broken edges. But they were never intentional. I just make the joke now like I gave myself a personal haircut again you know and it's so frustrating because I want my hair to be the same length especially in the front you know and I try to tell myself you're touching front pieces if you're gonna touch it reach for the back you know and I have back pieces that like don't make any sense at all but it's more in the face I think because um I still pull it in front to like rub it on my cheek or on my lip while like i'm focusing on something so like i think i just do it more in the front because it's easier to pull it like close to me per se but yeah it's it's a frustrating time but i kind of learned that you know i have to learn how to like it to get along with it otherwise i'm gonna just keep fighting myself and battling myself over and over again and like this is not the worst thing that you know that could be going on you know it's not like it's hurting me in any way it's just not fun
1: when you get into that trance-like state are you able sometimes to snap yourself out of it and if so what do you do
0: it's become so normal for me that it feels like it's just like me relaxing you know so when i get like that I'll just twist and twist and twist until, like, it gets bigger and bigger. Um, And sometimes that goes on for hours at a time or all day long. The only thing that, like, really pulls me out of it is if I pull the knot out. Because then I'm like, okay, there's nothing to twist anymore. You know, you did it for today. You're done now. You know, you don't need to pull anymore. Or, like, I'll realize I have to get up and go and do something. And, like, leave my room or leave where I'm at you know, or leave the privacy of where I am. If it's like a transition and like something that I have to get up and physically move around, that's what really breaks me out of it. But if I'm sitting in class, that's like a three hour long class and I'm playing with my hair and twisting it and pulling it, I could pull for the entire class period because I'm not getting up to move or anything, but I'm still focused on what's going on in the class. It's just, I'm soothing my social anxiety, I'm soothing whatever it is that like I'm feeling stressed about at that moment in time. Or if I'm just bored. Mm-hmm. Because boredom plays a big role in it too.
1: Every time I'm pulling a hair out, I'm rubbing it across my lips, I'm kind of, I'm feeling it, I'm looking at the root, I'm pulling it off. I have this whole routine of what I'm doing of like inspecting the hair. Sometimes I'll even stick it on the wall or stick it somewhere i want to look at it. i want to feel it see it what do you do after you pull the knot out after that happens while i'm twisting
0: i'll like inspect it rub it around on my lip anything really and it's almost like my brain is trying to see if it's like good enough to pull out you know and like that's the weirdest thing to say to me like for me to say out loud to myself because i've never really like thought of it that way um but yeah it's like is it big enough to pull is it solid enough to pull or is it just frayed hair because you know you maybe could just brush that out you know we need it to be bigger but when i do pull it out i actually do i hold on to them for like a couple minutes afterwards whether to like keep twisting at it or to just like set it down and look at the damage that I've done. But it's mostly like while it's still in my hair. Sometimes whenever I pull it out and it's in the knot still, like I'll I'll play with it a little bit more and like try to unknot it to see if I can. But usually like it's one of those things that it's just like a pull and go kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, we're getting ready to move on to the next thing in our day. You have to get up to leave your room. So, you know, yank and then leave the room. That's usually because like, um, I don't know, I have walked around with knots in my hair before, like smaller ones, but usually they're the ones that are hidden under my hair. I've never walked around where it would be like really noticeable because I I just would rather pull it out than like have anyone question me about it.
1: Have you ever had one that was large enough and I guess tight enough where you felt like you had to cut it out versus pulling or have you always been able to pull them?
0: I have had them where they were definitely, like, really tough to get out. The way that, like, I would deal with them, I've never cut any of my hair out. But when they get like that and they get too, like, not freeable, I would say, is that I just pull the strands apart. So, like, say the knot was, like, right here, I would just pull the strands until, like, it pulled out of the knot until, like, it was on a thin enough hair for me to, like, yank it out but I've never cut my hair out partially because for some reason I I have a feeling that that would do more harm like make my hair more uneven even though it probably would have the same impact but also because like I want to feel the satisfaction of pulling it out I don't I don't want to cut it out because
1: that's like robbing me of I don't know, some kind of soothing. You have such a positive attitude toward your trip. Have you always been this way, or is this something you kind of learned over time? So, when I did it when I was younger,
0: it was never a secret. As I said before, it was more out in the open. So, anybody who happened to be like n- talking to me probably noticed it, but just ignored it. But I never really, I never was really embarrassed of it. The only times, that I was embarrassed because of it was if it was like pointed out that I had a knot in my hair. Or like when my my little brother would say things like, you look so weird, why are you doing that? Like, just stop doing that, you're so embarrassing. Um, those are the only times that I would really feel embarrassed or like negative about it. And when I, before I started therapy, I really was like, there is something wrong with me. I really need to fix myself. Like no normal person does this. And then after therapy, after going through years of it, I I realized that like it's just the way that my body, as we said, soothes itself and like also kind of connects with itself. Like there's a reason for it. It's not, it's not weird. It's not unusual. It's not abnormal like people want to make it out to be. It's just something that I do. Like it's As normal as, like, I would say somebody who, I don't know, wants to draw on themselves, you know, or, like, it gets bored in class and just writes on their arm. Obviously, like, it's definitely different than that, but I've come to, like, accept myself for it. It still definitely gets on my nerves when people tell me to stop pulling or to, like, keep my hands away from my hair because it's one of those things where it's, like, this is just what I do. If you don't like it, then leave me alone. Stop telling me about it. It's none of your business. You know, you can ask me about it and I'll tell you all about it. Like, I have no problem with that. But when it's negative comments or it's like, come on, breathe, put your hands down. Those are like commands. And, you know, it's coming from a place of negativity or you know, the connotation that there's something wrong and that I shouldn't be doing it. So I kind of just ignore ignore those or like say, hey, like, that's not helping me. So yeah, I've not always been positive about it. I definitely have never been too embarrassed about it, but I'm not embarrassed about it anymore. I would say that all of my close friends know about it. All of my family members know about it, and then people that don't know about it, if they want to ask about it, like I'm an open book, so I'll tell them whatever they want to know about
1: it at this point. When you have shared with people, have you ever had anyone say, Oh, I do that too? My sister in law, when I told her about
0: it at first, because my older brother was, you know, talking to me about it and had the look of concern on his face because he, I'm the sixth of seven, so I'm fairly younger than most of my siblings. My older brother, I don't remember when they lived at home too much. So when I would tell, when I first told him about it, you know, and just brought it up because I had been in the middle of pulling, he just looked at me with a lot of concern. But my sister-in-law, she was like, oh, I do that too. You know, sometimes I just pull out the ends of my hair just, just because like, I feel like they don't belong. But It's never been, I've never met anybody that said, oh, I have trichotillomania. I I pull my hair out too. Like I've never met somebody else who does it, who knows that they have the disorder, who knows that they're struggling with it. And I don't know if that's from a place of shame. Like there's more people that do it. They're just shameful, like shamed of it to share, which there's no reason to be. I don't think it's a shameful thing. It's just something that we deal with. It's just like any anxiety or, you know, depression, there's nothing shameful about it. It's just something that some of us deal with and some of us don't. But I've never, I've never met anybody who's openly told me like, yeah, I have that too. So it's really interesting that I stumbled upon your TikTok and then I followed it. And then every time I see like a relatable one, I send them to my sisters. And they just, like, kind of, like, side-eye me because, like, they don't understand it. And I'm like, but it's
1: so funny. You have to understand. Like, (laughs) and they're like, okay, (laughs) Brie. What would be your advice for someone who is feeling that shame?
0: Everybody is going through something on their own.
1: Every single person. There is
0: not a single person in the entire world that is, like, not going through something, no matter how big or small. So this isn't something to be ashamed of, just like anything else isn't something to be ashamed of. Just as I said before, like depression and anxiety or anything for that matter, That's there's nothing shameful with that. So why should this be something that we're ashamed of? You know, sure, it looks different from the outside eye. But it's not something that is going to, you know, disrupt anybody's life other than our own that we're dealing with. And honestly, like, I think you should tell people about it. I think you should feel comfortable enough to share it with people who you trust or you don't trust even because like, own your story. You know, I feel like it's very important to own who you are. And also when you share that you have this maybe you'll find more people that relate to you or don't relate to you and it opens a different aspect or some people have advice obviously for us it doesn't go very well but they're only trying to help but it also gives you an idea of who your real friends are and who are just judging you the whole time because you can pick up pretty quickly if someone is listening with care or with judgment so I think it's really important to be like, hey, like, yeah, so if you notice I'm playing with my hair, you don't need to say anything. There's nothing wrong. I just have this thing. It's called trick. It's mania. And you could just tell them about it, answer their questions. And people who really care about you are going to be intrigued. They're going to want to talk to you about it. They're going to ask questions. They're going to make sure you're OK. And it's important to tell them, like, you are OK, like. This isn't, again, this isn't something that's dangerous, but the people that are judging you are going to give you weird looks. They're going to ask questions that probably aren't appropriate, or they don't mean to be mean, but it comes off rude. And those people you probably want to stay away from because in the long run, they'll probably just not be the best people for you anyway. So it's kind of like your own, like, safeguard your own little gate for people if they are caring when it comes to it then they'll probably be good friends and they'll make good friends and if anything else happens in your life they'll be the first ones there for you but the people that are quick to judge you probably are going to turn around and stab you in the back at some point and they probably shouldn't be continue to be your friends and that goes for family too because i feel like family can be very judgy (laughs) I did want to say that one thing that I would suggest if you are struggling and you don't like pulling and you don't want to continue to and you haven't tried maybe going to therapy or anything like that, therapy definitely helps. But it's not in everybody's realm of being able to access. But try different things. I know for me, if it's a fixation with my hands, sometimes wearing um, ribbed jeans, I'll break the jean, you know, strands or different strings. If I buy string and wrap it around my fingers, sometimes I can snap it. That distracts me for a little while. And then even like fake hair, like we discussed, sometimes, you know, for some people that does work. So you're not alone and we're all trying to figure something out that works for us. Unfortunately, not everything's gonna work for every different person but there are things to try out there that can limit the amount that you spend on your hair but embrace it and we're we're together and we're here <music>